Hi, welcome to the podcast AI and You, Translating Artificial Intelligence into Business by Sharad Gandhi and Christian Neel. All these podcasts you can find on our website. In addition, you can find our books, some workshop materials and presentations we do at www.ai-u.org. Welcome to today's podcast. We've seen a lot of AI in many places, so I think um, people are using it on a daily basis, um, probably a hundred times in navigation, in the photos they take, in talking to Siri, in using their apps, right? So I think it's very present in the consumer space, in the business-to-consumer space. Also, we are hearing a lot about the business-to-business -business space, right? So if it's in medical, if it's in, in defense, in agriculture, there are some... In, 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 also in horizontal things like HR, in you know customer relationship management, communication. So even in the B2B space, um, AI is making big inroads. So I want to have a talk with you, Sharad, on this topic today. So what's the difference and what do you think is it more, does it work more in B2C or more in B2B? Uh, what's the difference of a, in AI between those fields and do you see any trends there? Yeah, I think the way AI has uh, worked out today, uh, in general, I would say, in the B2C space, uh, it's much easier for the AI companies to offer services and products. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are multiple reasons behind that, mm -hmm. because uh, uh, you know, just starting with one, it's first of all, let's say the consent of the user Mm -hmm. So, for example, if Google wants to offer you a service or Amazon wants to offer you a service, it basically is a lot easier to get the consent from the user. We all know that we basically always click agree <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a consumer, you can just do that. Mm -hmm. However, if you're a business and, you know, you're, the, you, you are going to be receiving a service from any of these companies, whether it's a large company like Amazon, you it has to be a legal document. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, very often it's a 30-page legal document which requires a lot of back and forth with lawyers. And so first of all, getting consent for the use of data because you know we all know AI requires use of data. So it's a privacy issue. It's a privacy issue. It's a privacy issue because a user, well, you know, I think most of the consumer user, they are more liberal in granting access to their personal data, uh, maybe at times without thinking, uh, but you know, it's just a lot easier. So that's one, one area which makes it just easier for business to consumer compared to business to business. It just takes a bit longer and you know, the, the concern about IP, you know, the businesses are uh, clearly more cautious about, you know, how is the data going to be used? is a part of their IP, intellectual property going to be affected, etc. So this is clearly one area which uh, makes it just easier for consumers. What about data? Is the availability, availability of data the same or how do you see that in so B2C actually, and B2B solutions? So if you think of it this way, I mean we all know that AI benefits a lot if you have a lot of data mm -hmm. because the quantity of data is what allows AI to be uh, more accurate, more consistent. All the learning in AI happens through uh, the number of uh, examples, amount of data available. So the volume of data is, is very important. So for consumer space, 
it's a lot easier for likes of Google and Amazon and Facebook to collect a lot of data. Whereas if you are in the B2B space and maybe you have uh, 10 clients or maybe 50 clients, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But you know, the number of, number of examples you get from this are just fewer. An amount of data you have to improve the efficiency of your AI is a lot uh, less. And also, you know, maybe one, one business data may not be completely transferable to another business data because uh, there are, you know, different, they are different in a different space or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would think that the value is very high for B2, B2B companies, right? So because usually each decisions they take has a, has a high impact. Right, versus the consumer has a, it has a lower impact, you know, and I think it's a, you know, so I would think that you know if, if you allow the B two B to AI to take a decision for B two B, it has a big impact. I mean, do people trust the decisions um, in the B two B space? Is there is there an issue with transparency or interpretability of what the AI decides? Could that also be a problem? Right. So there is there is. So, but let me go to this uh, just the sheer accuracy. Mm -hmm which yep. AI can deliver is based on amount of data that's available. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because we all know that, you know, the, the less amount of data means it has fewer examples to train itself and, you know, generate a more accurate decision. In a business space, uh, you know, if the, if the results are not that accurate, it clearly has a bigger impact. Okay. Because, you know, let's say if you're if based on the sales data, if you're if you're drawing a conclusion that mm -hmm. this business is going to grow versus that business is going to fall, and if your accuracy is not very good, you may mm -hmm. make the your customers do the wrong thing, and and that also may bring other risks in the whole process. Mm -hmm. So and the transparency is clearly one of the big other big issues. I mean, we all know the classic black box problem of uh, AI. Now, the black box is essentially very simple to define because no one can really say what made AI make this decision versus that decision. Mm -hmm. And the consequence of that for a consumer-oriented uh, you know, customer is a lot less. Mm -hmm. Because let's say if uh, Amazon made a recommendation to you based on various things, and and the data, uh, sorry, the data it has is about you and about other similar customers, and and you know it it doesn't have to provide you the rationale why it is uh, recommending this product versus that product. Mm -hmm. If you if you don't accept their recommendation, you just don't accept their recommendation. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the in the business space, if your decision is you know, is resulting in, in a in a in a mistake, in a business decision. You know, basically, yeah. uh, it, because it's a matter of a lot of money for businesses. Yeah. You know, if if, if let's say BMW mm -hmm. were to be told by AI mm -hmm. that you know this is the market to go after, mm -hmm. or this is the model which is going to be most successful, and if it gets it wrong. The consequences are much, uh, much more grave. At least you can blame the AI then, right? <laughs> you can blame, the, blame the AI, right, right. <laughs> but think of it this way. I mean, the other example which I have is now Salesforce.com. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, a big user of AI. 
if it signs up a customer, a lot of these customer contracts are worth like uh, $20,000 dollars mm -hmm. a year. Mm -hmm. And you know, then if the, if the results which are provided by salesforce.com are shown to be not matching up with the real situation, mm -hmm. it is expected to say why mm -hmm. are you coming up with uh, these conclusions. Mm -hmm. And if you have a black box problem and you cannot answer that question, it has a bigger impact on uh, on the businesses. Tell me, tell me about that. Why why can't the AI tell you or tell us why it took that decision? Okay, that's the, the you you in the classic black box problem. Yeah. It comes back to the same issue that the AI develops an algorithm mm -hmm. based on the examples which it has learned from, mm -hmm. and that algorithm is within the neural network mm -hmm. okay and there is no way to reverse engineer mm -hmm. the logic as to why a certain decision mm -hmm. based on which example because you know you probably used a million examples to to teach the machines uh, something and you cannot sort of reconstruct it back that uh, it made a decision because it was fed with uh, such samples or such examples. Okay. I, can, I can imagine the boardroom discussion, right? Yeah, we're exactly. trying to justify that decision, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so this is where I think the, the basically, you know, um, I think even I've heard this from IBM uh, saying that, you know, when it comes to business to business, you uh, have to be very careful where you use AI. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's another difference between uh, B2B and B2C? So another very important difference is what we call regulation. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the businesses are regulated. Mm -hmm. I mean, take the best examples are medical and financial. Mm -hmm. So in a medical uh, field, you know, the regulation means you have to comply. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're using an AI solution, which cannot explain the compliance, it becomes a big issue. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the business to consumer space, you know, it doesn't have to comply. It doesn't have to provide uh, a rationale why, you know, it was this or that. If the, and, and let's not forget one thing, the business to consumer, a lot of the solutions are free services mm -hmm. for customers. So they don't even have a legal right to complain, yep. saying okay. that, why did you recommend yep. this product? Mm -hmm. okay. Or why did Netflix, uh, Recommended, recommend me this movie, mm -hmm. uh, which I hate. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just that uh, you don't have any leverage. Mm -hmm. yeah, whereas in uh, regulation, in medical and financial, same thing with the financial. You got to be, you got to demonstrate compliance, mm -hmm. and uh, that is what again this black box problem reflects there as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. What else? What so, else? so I think there are what a couple of other things which are probably may sound to be not critical, but I think they are very interesting. Uh, one is in the business to consumer space, the companies can, uh, the companies offering services can experiment a lot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if their experiment fails, mm -hmm. the consequences are not that right. severe. They say, okay, for example, if Amazon were to say, uh, let me offer uh, very radically different products to customers. Mm -hmm. uh, they do try those things. Exactly. They run a lot of experiments. Yes. Right? So basically, you know, and and you know, if if mm -hmm. that 
works out, it's great for Amazon. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work out, I mean, it's not it's not a major catastrophe mm -hmm. for, you know, the consumer can right. ignore it. Mm -hmm. The same thing with any of the other, you know, uh, B2C companies. Whereas for business, you know, you cannot, you, your, your ability to experiment and take a risk is limited because you're dealing with the real business mm -hmm. of, a, of a company mm -hmm. and which is more accountable. Mm -hmm. And the lastly, I want to just point out this other interesting thing. A lot of the business to consumer uh, services are offered by young mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. Okay. And the reason why it makes a difference is because um, they have a totally different approach to mm -hmm. uh, understanding uh, this whole area of uh, artificial intelligence and what we call uh, the whole data science, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they have a totally different feel mm -hmm. for these things. So as a result, it's a cultural thing. Culture, it's a cultural thing. It's a, absolutely a cultural thing. Whereas for call it traditional businesses, mm -hmm. uh, you know this doesn't come that easy. Mm -hmm. It takes uh, there's a lot of legacy, mm -hmm. which uh, prevents them from accepting. You know, for example, if things have to be on paper. Mm -hmm. They have to be on paper. Mm -hmm. You cannot just completely digitize yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and so. then you can, I think even with with larger companies that are not no longer startups like Tesla, right. I think you know they know they know how to do. They have the, the data culture and yeah. they use they think about like what patterns, what systems can we use, right? That's why they're driving a lot of the innovation in terms of you know, autonomous vehicles, in terms of you know right. more intelligence, more better entertainment, better um, mm -hmm. you know, better manufacturing, you know, better um, better plants, etc. So they, they come up with so many innovations based on that, you know, innovative culture. Uh, but I think, you know, after even having gone through all this analysis of B2B and B2C, I think, as you just mentioned, the businesses can benefit a lot mm -hmm. uh, by the use of AI. Mm -hmm. uh, it might just take a bit longer okay. for them to develop that trust. Mm -hmm for them to be willing to take risks. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of this is gonna happen in only certain parts of their businesses and not in all the parts. But I think you know all businesses should start in some area to see whether you know they can develop that trust because eventually this is gonna make a, make a huge, huge difference. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it may appear that today P2C uh, seems easier because of all these different factors but you know uh, eventually all businesses are going to be impacted so they need to experiment start somewhere you know and and and, and do and at least uh, uh, not ignore this area so here's a task for you audience um, if you you know take some time to think about you know some b2c applications in your life um, where artificial intelligence plays a big role and think about some some areas in your business um, where artificial intelligence plays roles and do let us know in your comments do write us some comments participate in the discussion um, because I think this is a very important area to see and to understand the differences between B2B and B2C in artificial intelligence thank you very much for listening